The innocent can never last Wake me up when September ends Dream to Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast Like my father's come to pass Seven years has gone so fast Wake Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, Conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre recorded from the very secretive D2R studios. Deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man. What is up everybody? I am Ryan the Area Man. This is the Think Tank Podcast. Today, we're talking about 9-11. Everybody knows what 9-11 is, the... Uh, Attacks on our country on September 11, 2001. The World Trade Center, the uh, Pentagon, the um, that plane that crashed in Pennsylvania. All that stuff. Um, we talk about it. We break it down. We, we try and go through uh, all the stuff that's out there. I mean, it's it's what 15 years ago now, and uh, we, we do our best to try and break it all down. So that's today's episode um check it out but first we have some sponsors the first sponsor go to thearyaman.com click the sponsor tab <clears throat> then the amazon banner right at the top there and uh, buy whatever you're gonna buy normally and uh, it helps uh, helps pay for the podcast they kick us back a small percentage uh, that small percentage adds up over time if everybody does it and uh, we can improve this podcast one purchase at a time and we appreciate you doing that so you, everybody shops on Amazon do those steps one time bookmark it and you never have to do it again once again the Aryman.com sponsor tab Amazon banner buy whatever you're going to buy thank you also another sponsor Phoenix Beard Oils go to phoenixbeardoils.com uh Check out the the uh, thing. Learn about why you should be using beard oils. Um, yeah, some good stuff. Let's see. Currently available fragrance NRG fragrance. I like your beard. That's the official sponsor. Or that's the official scent of the Beer with Friends podcast on this network. There's Cherry Popper, Campfire, Harvest Mood. Uh, you can get the sampler pack, or you get twelve different. Uh, fragrances. Uh, Santa's Workshop, The Panty Dropper, Joy. I, uh, I own that one. That's a good one. Uh, Dipless, The Margarita, and The Author. And then uh, it's not listed on here, and so maybe he's not making it currently, but uh, Ozzy's Pipe, also another good one that I own. Um, yeah, so 
go there, check it out, you know, throw a bunch in your cart, buy them. Uh, but before you complete your transaction under the promo code D2R, you're going to get 10% off your entire order. They're going to kick in a free sample. So they'll try and match it to whatever you purchased or uh, whatever's on, like, uh, in season, I would say. So it's pretty cool. Go there, do it. If you got a beard and know somebody that has a beard, it's a great gift. And uh, give someone the bird. Now, without further ado, let's head into our 9-11 discussion. Take it away. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Were you in the yard with your wife and children or working on some stage in L.A.? Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke rising against that blue sky? Did you shout out in anger and fear for your neighbor? Or did you just sit down and cry? Did you What's up, my brother? Hey dude, how are you? I'm pretty good. Super psyched to be here today. You are, huh? I am. Me too. So, today, something you have been wanting to do ever since I started Think Tank, yes. and that is gay porn. <laughs> Not quite the thing I was expecting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see what you'd say. That's <laughs> interesting. I was not expecting that. I know. I know. 9-11. Yes, sir. 9-11. September 11th. Yes. For those of you that are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Or nine one one. No, don't say that because then nine one one. Rescue nine one one. And nine. What the fuck was that? <laughs> a lot of going <laughs> into the fucking microwave. Wow. That's when we we need those little the wind guard wind guard things yeah. that you were talking about. I was. Um, yeah, September eleventh. Everyone, it's one of those things. Like everybody knows exactly where they were on nine eleven, and we've talked about that before. Where were you on nine eleven? I was in Chi Town. You're in Chicago. I was. Was that scary? Thinking, oh fuck, a building here's because there was rumored that one of those planes, yeah, they that were heading crashed in Pennsylvania was actually headed towards Chicago. Yeah, it it I didn't know because like mm, I would say ninety percent of my life while I was driving from sixteen on, I listened to CDs, music. I don't listen to the radio a lot, right. so I had no idea. I'm just driving. I was driving into town with my ex wife um, to go see my grandpa because he was in the hospital. He was dying. And we're maybe 20 minutes away from the hospital. And my dad calls. He's like, where are you at? And I told him. And he's like, turn around. I'm like, I'm, what do you mean? So I'm thinking he died. You know, like, what do you mean turn around? He's like, D- you don't know what's going on? I'm like, no. He's like, we're under attack. I'm like, what are you talking about under attack? What the fuck? He's like, look up. So I'm driving on whatever road. It wasn't 90, but it was a highway. And I look up and I see nothing. And it's weird. If you're downtown Chicago, you're seeing fucking planes yeah. everywhere. And then he's like, what do you see? I'm like, I don't see anything. He's like, don't you think that's really weird? I'm like, yeah, there's no planes. He's like, yeah, we're on lockdown, dude. Go home. It's not safe here. I'm like, Dad, I'm already here. I'm not turning around. I'm 20 minutes away. So I got in, and we went right up to the room, and we saw my grandpa for a couple minutes, and I went outside to the waiting room, and they all, everyone was standing around the fucking TV and shit. And my grandpa was crying, or my uncle was crying, because I think I talked about this on the plane or on the show before. He actually, one of the planes that crashed into the tower uh, or I, oh, I think it was a tower, one of the, maybe it was the Pentagon, I don't know which one, but one of those planes my uncle was supposed to be on. And he didn't go for work because oh, wow. of my grandpa being sick, so one of his assistants went in his place. Um, so that could have been him, and he was fucking crying. Like, 
back. He was he felt yeah. really bad because this dude died now because my uncle and all that, you know. Um, so yeah, so we were in Chicago when it happened, and I watched. We watched the second plane hit, and then we watched the towers fall. Um, and then when they lifted, I think it was just a military band. I think they, we were we were able to go home at that point, but. When we were walking to the car, we heard planes. They wouldn't let you leave the hospital? No, they didn't want us to. They were like, stay here just in case. I mean, I'd rather be in a hospital if something's going to go down. I'm right here, you know? Um, but uh, I remember when we were walking to the car, I heard planes, and I was freaking out. Because I'm like, fuck, they just, we, can't, we, we can't fly over here, you know? But it was military planes like, doing flybys and, and checking everything out and patrolling. But uh, it was scary driving home. Like, every plane I saw, I'm like, oh, is it a military plane? What the fuck? Where, where's it going, you know? Telling the X, I'm like, you keep an eye out. I'm gonna fucking fly home. So we were doing well, it like was, 90 home. They had, uh, yeah, it was military planes and then Air Force One with Bush from Florida because they went to, at least that's what they reported. They went to, um, what was it that fucking place in uh, Colorado? The, yeah, a, what the fuck's it called? I can't. I don't know which one you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. I can't yeah, even there's that yeah. one like base or yeah, whatever in, in the mountains in yeah. Colorado that. And that's where they were headed. And it's funny, there's a guy I work with, or used to work with, there was a, his supervisor at the time. And he was in the military, I forget what branch, but he was working at that location, that, that location. base, when Bush landed there. Oh, no shit. He was there and saw him on that day, which was like, he's one of those guys that when I heard that, I was like, I need to get this guy on the podcast. Yeah. And then, like, two days later, I don't know if he got fired or he quit or what, but... He disappeared. never saw him again. From... His he, brakes got cut. Well, it's not like... Not, <laughs> not like that. Yeah, I, I get, yeah, you never know, but, like, yeah, he was there. It's not like he would have been able to tell me much, but it would have been interesting to talk to somebody who saw the president on that day, because, yeah. you know, if I could... I don't even remember the fucking guy's name. If I could... Figure it out somewhere. Yeah. I, I, he might be an interesting interview. Yeah, it'd be cool. Just I was at. I was in town. I was studying. I had already been kicked out of high school, <laughs> so I was studying to get my good enough diploma, right. my GED. Yeah. Or, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was studying for that. I was like about to take my last test or something like that to get it, like right before that. So, or, yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. It's right around there. I was studying for that. I was at the local library where they ha- have the uh, little study classes or whatever. Because you get this giant fucking book. Mm-hmm. You probably actually have your diploma, but for GEDs, yeah. you get this giant book and you got to do all this shit in this book to prep for the test that you're going to take. Because you're going to do the equivalent of all high school classes and shit. In yeah. test covering everything, kind of. Right. You know, it's a good enough diploma. Did you get your good enough diploma? I did. All right, good job. I got it in good November. Congratulations, sir. I mean, I passed it, but I didn't actually receive it. They like the month is November right. of that year, right? Right. Two thousand one. I actually graduated a full year before my class. Way to go! Yeah. Fucking Doogie Howser and shit. Yeah. <laughs> good enough yeah. diploma, Doogie fucking Howser. <laughs> well, just because you graduated earlier. Yeah, that, that was cool because I was yeah. like, yeah, fucking. Head of my class, I can say 2001 was my graduating year. Everybody else was 2002. Fuck all them faggots. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so that's, that's where yeah, I was Yeah, that's at. where we were. 
Yeah. Everybody has a story. It's one of those things. Where were you when JFK? I, uh, we weren't even twinkles. I was not even, yeah. But for us, it's nine eleven. I wonder, will we have another one of those in our lifetime? Where were you when World War Three started? Or well, we've got a lot of them, but we don't really not. We don't really care about them. Level. Yeah, there's there's lots. You can't. You, it's stupid to be like, where were you on uh, the San Bernardino mass shooting? Yeah. Okay. Who fucking cares? Where were you? No offense to the people there, but where were you during the World Series uh, earthquake? No idea. Was there a World Series earthquake? Yeah. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. That's the point. It's not something that people was a think big about. deal. The people talk about that's in sports trivia a lot. I've never fucking <laughs> even. Don't even know what you're talking about. San Diego. Well, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I was watching that World Series. Wow. That was the last World Series I watched. Uh, San Diego Padres and. <sighs> I don't remember who the other team was. I, th- I, my point. I think it was the A's. Not that interesting. I think it was the A's. The A's? How I long ago so. was this? It was in the 80s. Yeah. 80... I would have been young. Five-ish, I think. Oh, two years old. <laughs> That's why I've never heard of it. Because I was barely a twinkle. Anyways. So, Anyways. we're talking about 9-11, not World Series <laughs> earthquakes. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, th- th- let's do that as a topic. We're going to talk about the World Series earthquake today and all the conspiracies surrounding it. So, 1989, I lied. Oh, well, I would have been more than two years old. I would have been uh, six years old. Yeah, I, w- I was just curious when it was because I was I was hmm. 11. Why have I never heard of this? Doesn't matter. Know. Okay, so 9-11. Now, we've covered the... Judy Wood book, Where Do the Towers Go? That's a great book. In a previous episode. Fucking giant ass. It's like a textbook. It's it's really badass with the pictures, the diagrams, all the information. It's almost so much, you you, you have to read it like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. And you and still I mean, would. You, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know yeah. if you'd still get it off if right. you read it a hundred times. It's, it's amazing how much work she put into it. That was that. Now, we're just going to talk about the entire, like, thing. The mm-hmm. whole event as a whole. The whole kit and caboodle. Um, one thing we should mention right off the bat, um, the declassified 28 pages from the commission report. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have the official commission, like the original. Without the 28 pages? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, the, the one that they released, I, I got it for like, I think I got it at... Uh, McDonald's Happy Meal. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's a big-ass book. McDonald's will never spend the money for that. I think it was, it was one of those... Um, it was either at like a garage sale or, you know, when the library gets rid of books, mm-hmm. they do like a big book sale. Mm-hmm. I think I got it that really? way. It's like they fucking took it out of the thing or because it's bullshit. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. all bullshit. And I think I got it for like a... Bullshit. <laughs> I think I got it for like a dollar or something like that. Really? Just because. I also have the uh, commission report on the JFK thing, which... The Warren? Yeah. The Warren, the Warren Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering where when they're going to declassify the 28 pages... <laughs> left out of that. No, I'm kidding. I think there's more than 20 pages. Oh, dude, there's probably like an, another commission report that says truth. Yeah. Anyways, so the declassified 28 pages, there's uh, it all started, Trump brought it up in the primaries of this past year with uh, Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush made some comment about uh, how his brother was so brave and all this shit going through, having to deal with 9-11 and and the war on Iraq and all that, and Trump's like, your brother's a piece of shit, all he did, like, why don't we just declassify those 28 pages where it, where it uh, implicates Saudi Arabia having funded the whole thing, and it's like, oh shit, you're not <laughs> supposed to say that, you know what right. I mean? 
And then it just came out, like, a few months after that. They actually declassified those 28 pages, because it got in the public zeitgeist, and then everybody started talking about it. It's like, mm-hmm. well, we want to know, what are these 28 pages? This guy's talking about it. Well, they didn't want nobody to talk about it. It was of supposed to not. stay a secret. Well, in in fact, without reading all 28 pages, because we only have a limited amount of time here, it does implicate Saudi Arabia having funded the attacks, which is interesting. But, so when we first he- heard rumors about these um, 28 pages and how Saudi Arabia is going to be implicated, this is what Trump said, mm-hmm. uh, Saudi Arabia responded, I don't know if you remember this, saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pull out all of our our like assets basically crash your market it was gonna be some ridiculous amount of money they were gonna pull out of our our markets and all this shit which would which would have hurt our our overall like stocks and all this right. because they were at least the story that was in the news was that they were gonna have to the people the peoples who've had family members die during nine eleven could then sue Saudi Arabia for being behind these attacks. Right. So they would then have to pay, like, up to how many thousands of people? Oh, God, yeah. Who had family members in it? Because there's how many people died, you know what I mean? I don't remember the exact number. I think it was 2,000, 3,000 people died during 9-11. So all those families could, you know what I mean? So they're going to have to pay a ridiculous amount of money. Well, in order for them to pay, they would have to pull, their their threat was, we're going to have to pull out everything from your economy. Basically, which, not that they're the biggest, you know, I think China's probably the biggest within our right. economy of, of, like, whatever, but a huge chunk. So that was that. Well, then they finally released the pages, and now nobody talks about Saudi Arabia anymore. Yeah, say so no one's actually and sued them, right? No one's, see, that, that, what the fuck's going on with that? Because to me, they came out. They did. They they implicated exactly what Trump said they were going to implicate. Saudi Arabia is clearly behind it, yet we hear nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about it. It's like, yes, it's out, but as long as we don't talk about it in the mainstream media, it doesn't exist. Kinda no, like, it like exists. Hurricane on the day of nine eleven, kind of about like that money that yeah. went missing. Yeah, we well, don't talk about that shit anymore. Yeah. What happened to that fucking money? Out of sight, out of mind, man. So, what we have is. Saudi Arabia funding it. Now, this is where I think we're gonna we're gonna kind of have to try and break this down and figure it out. Okay. If we go with what Judy Wood says, do you remember? Did Judy Wood say the planes crashed into the towers, or was that an illusion? Have you heard that? I don't think there was. I don't think there was Judy Wood that said that. I think it was another person we had we had listened to. Or and see, podcast. that's the thing. So there's like there's a bunch of shit here. Yeah, there's we got to try and weed through. Like, what do we right, think? Judy Wood's thing was all about the free energy, right. and that the whole thing just basically melted, disintegrated, disintegrated, disintegrated. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there are people that are. I don't know who the fuck said it, but there was another. Either it was a podcast or uh, a page that we read that said that uh, it was an illusion that they didn't actually do it. They yeah, well, actually, the planes didn't actually It was like a hit. hologram, yeah. 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 Which is weird because it, you did have that ball of fire, which means the whole thing... I don't know. I have to assume... Let's just assume for the sake of this conversation mm-hmm. 
that Judy Woods thing, the disintegration thing, was happening. Okay. So that's where Saudi Arabia's money went into the free energy testing the, or, or making yeah. yeah basically developing this free energy in order to do it. Now at the same time this was happening, everybody's heard this, or everybody should have been heard this after how many years now that uh, NORAD or the the yeah the Pentagon not mm-hmm. the Pentagon and uh, and NORAD I guess they were doing all these drills. You know, running all these military drills right. at the exact same time with the exact same buildings, you know, all this shit. So when these attacks are happening, NORAD's thinking, oh, yeah, it's just part of these drills, when in reality it's supposedly actually happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we watched that one movie, Terror Storm. Yep. Remember that? Where it mm-hmm. said the likeliness of a drill and an actual event. To happen exact same time, exact same place, was some ridiculous forty three cotillion. As, yeah, astronomical. It was numbers. like yeah, it yeah. was like I think it was like forty three zeros after yeah. the number chance that that could ever happen, which is virtually impossible, basically. And every single thing since nine eleven has happened in that way. Boston Marathon bombings, they were doing drills. Mm-hmm. The Sandy Hook, they were doing drills. I think Aurora, they were doing drills. Yeah. You know, the only thing I did, I don't think Columbine was doing any drills during that whole thing. Mm, it's unclear. Oh, the uh, Oklahoma bombing, that building. That, yeah. That was all, they were doing drills with that building and that kind of attack that same day, yep. which is really weird because most people have not heard that, but mm-hmm. look it up, Google that shit, because they were doing drills that day too. Mm-hmm. Like most of these, th- here's the thing: this you you wanna you wanna surefire. Like if you're one of these people that thinks it's not a conspiracy, it's what all of these major events coincide with drills. That's okay. So th- here's here's the only thing I can give you on this is that these terror organizations, these people that carry out these acts, let's say it's literally just a fucking maniac guy, Tim McVeigh, who's going to carry out this act in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He somehow got word that they were doing drills on this day, at this location, at this time, and he decided, oh, that's perfect. I'll just happen to do this. But the likeliness is, it, it's highly well, unlikely. Well, not only that, because you're say, talking okay. about a guy who doesn't have the ability to get that kind of intelligence that would be, I mean, do they, I guess the one thing I don't know is, do they publish this information that they're doing drills like months in advance at the exact same time, the exact same. Tr- Why would See, they? And, and I would think if, if let's say you and I are going to blow up something, let's just say we're going to blow up this Pizza Hut for some stupid reason because right. we're mad at Pizza Hut, right? And we find out that they're going to be doing drills of someone blowing it up or calling it a bomb threat to that Pizza Hut. I'm not going to that Pizza Hut because that's where everyone's going to fucking be. I will do a different Pizza Hut, or I'll wait till another day that they're not doing it because. Why would you do it at the same time at the same place if they're already there? You know what I'm saying? Because the likelihood of getting caught... The confusion. And this is why this is... That's the thing. They And that's why these aren't conspiracies. Well, the, these that, that's why these are conspiracies in that they're not just terror attacks. These are planned events. Mm-hmm. They go deeper than just a lone gunman or a whatever. 
know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. There's there's planning in this, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's the reason you would plan a drill and actually carry something out at the same time is to confuse local police, FBI, you know, these organizations that are there to... Practice. Well, no, they're, they're thinking, here's the thing. So if you're going to do a drill in a town, something like this, your local police are going to know. They're going to get a thing earlier that day, that morning, and it's right. going to say, there's going to be a drill today. Uh, a, this military organization, you know, army or whatever, is going to be carrying out this fucking drill. Let's just say, for this pizza mm-hmm. hut. Mm-hmm. They're going to, this drill is about a pizza hut bombing. They're going to be reacting to this pizza hut bombing, but it's all a drill. They're going to tell the police, the fire department, the hospitals, and all this, okay? The local ones. Mm -hmm. Then, they're going to send in the fucking patsies or whoever, and they're actually going to carry out the bombing. The crisis actors. Yeah, that's all prepared in the drill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then they're going to have a whole separate team that's actually going to carry out the actual attack. But the police, firefighters, hospitals, they're all thinking, oh, this is a drill. So, you get chaos because then while all these organizations, these local organizations, FBI and all that, think it's a drill, the actual thing happened. Mm-hmm. And there's that confusion because they're thinking, oh, this is a drill, but that looks really fucking real because now there's a giant hole in that pizza hut. Mm-hmm. That can't be part of the drill. And that guy's missing half his fucking brain. Causing, yeah. And, and yeah, you have your crisis actors, and they're only there to do their piece. There's this compartmentalization mm-hmm. of the whole thing so there that's why it's it's confusing for the responders because they're not you know what i mean and this also allows for if someone were to um one of the bombers let's say were to get arrested like the cops are like let's see this guy running away from the bombing is with a fucking whatever you know he's a suspect they arrest him they can always fall back on oh no this is a drill and then it gives them enough time for the organization which is usually the cia to come in and swipe their guy up Mm -hmm. and protect him uh so going back to 9-11 some things before we get into like a bunch of other shit about it right one one thing i've always wondered is were the planes remotely controlled, as opposed to having these fucking Saudi Arabian guys? Uh, I think they were Saudi Arabian. I think so. Yeah, the hijackers. Uh, yeah, the hijackers take over the the plane, get into the pilot uh, cockpit, the cockpit there, and then fly these planes directly into the thing. Now the whole thing was all these guys uh, learned how to fly in, down in Florida. They. Uh, they only wanted to learn how to take off, not so concerned about landing. There was always that mm-hmm. big thing. Really focused on taking off, not so much landing. Um, or was it the other way around? No, it was, it was, uh, they were, if I remember correctly, they had simulations of the airports in which they were taking off. Are you getting confused with MH370? 
What the fuck is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you're getting those two confused. Yeah, that's right. Because no, they, were, they were, yeah, that's right. These, all these guys had, there's something about that. They were all down in Florida. They were learning, but they only were concerned with either taking off or landing. It must have been landing because they wouldn't have taken off. They took they took over. Right, but they also the weren't fact. landing. They weren't landing. No, they were crashing. Is yeah, what it they was. were crashing into a building. So maybe they weren't. There's something about that. I forget what it was now, but that's something that everybody I think has heard. Yeah, I did hear that. I just can't remember which one it was. Yeah, um, but were these planes actually remotely controlled separately? Meaning, like, let's just go with here. Let's let's put this whole thing on. Saudi Arabia funded it. CIA ran it. Because it's easier if we just say one organization so we can refer, as opposed to when we say they, yeah. think this... Conglomerate, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. this no, CIA, rather than, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it was them or not, we're going to call it them. For now. For now. Yeah. So, so let's I, say... I, I think that's a very plausible an- uh, question, the fact that it was remotely ran, because the one that um, crashed in the, in the field, right? That's the one where they actually took yeah. over the... The passengers fought oh, yeah, back and, yeah. and, and whatnot. Now, supposedly, supposedly, yes, 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 yes. Um, now, I think the these hijackers are all patsies. I don't think any of what we were told actually happened. I don't think it was hijacked by them. I think my own my own thought process is it, they were all controlled by um, remote and the. In the event that maybe something went wrong with the other one that landed in the plane or in the field, maybe the uh, hijacking didn't work. They had an earpiece that, hey, it's not working. You're going to have to fly it now. And that's when they actually started hijacking that plane and shit went down wrong because right. they weren't prepared for that. And they that was the last plane to crash. Crash, correct. Of the four. Yeah. And that one, I think, is the one that was supposedly headed for Chicago or the White House or something, right? It that, was one, White House. that one was headed towards... It was in, headed in the direction of what would have been Chicago being the next okay, biggest so yeah. city. So I was right, it was Chicago. So, yeah, and that one crashed. It, it it was on its way, and then it like, turned around like it mm-hmm. was going to go back to Washington, and that's when it crashed in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I like the idea that they would remote control these, because we obviously have drones. So we know that technology is mm-hmm. capable. And it was, it, it was, yes, we didn't have drones according to public knowledge back then, but they had the ability yes. and they were testing drones at that point in time. We and didn't, didn't we talk on one other one that they now, or at least they have openly admitted the fact that they have the capability to override systems now yes. and control jets? So if they have it now and are admitting they to it now, it they had it then. Yeah, right. we're, we're probably at least 10 to 15 years behind what they're actually going to tell us. I would actually think it's more. You think to it's be more honest than that? with you, I think... When okay, so for instance, you have an iPhone mm-hmm. or a smartphone. I personally believe we are anywhere from twenty to thirty years behind. So the military is using technology like picture Area Fifty One, not alien wise, but like the technology they're using out there, plane wise, drone wise, and mm-hmm. all this shit. All these things you probably thought were UFOs were probably actually drones. We've talked about drones in a separate drone episode. I think. All this technology is at least 20 years, like, they're testing shit right now that you're not going to see on the public market for public use for at least 20 years. I think they are that far ahead of whatever. I would say some things even 30 years. So you think, like, the the drones right now are 20 years old? Oh, yeah. Really? I think 
I think the first drone that was tested, like, to do what drones are doing right now, was probably at least 20 years ago. At least. When was the one that crashed in, in Roswell, New Mexico, that alien craft, supposedly? Uh, well, that was 50... I think it was in the 50s. So 60 years ago? Let's see. Because that could have been a drone. Well, we can we can talk about Roswell. I don't want to get no. I'm forty-seven. Okay. So no, I'm just trying to to, to think if you're going off the twenty-year no, mark. I mean, yes, that was a long time ago that, for it being a drone. I guess that could have been an early version of a drone. Mm-hmm. If that's a whole nother. Yeah, I was just throwing thing. it out there, but yeah, we'll, we'll so, get back to that. The point is they had the technology to remotely control an airplane mm-hmm. in 2001. Long before the public knew we had the ability to do something like that. Right. It right. existed. It was a technology that they were already using. Okay. That's right. been declassified that right. that knowledge was there. The other th- question I have is, and I know you had kind of mentioned this with your uncle, how his assistant got on that plane, I've always wondered, was anybody actually on those planes? Or, and and this kind of goes hand-in-hand with the whole Pentagon thing, the supposed plane that crashed into the Pentagon, when you look at the Pentagon, the wreckage does not indicate a plane ever fucking crashed there. The rumor is that there was a missile shot there. There's video that you, supposedly you can see the missile. Well... How about that? Have you seen it? I've not seen it, but I would be willing to bet it's fake. Because yeah, I'm fairly certain, because th- there's only one video and it's chopped up. It's been edited. It's the only official version that's ever been released because they obtained every fucking video footage from right. every security camera around there. Which is interesting because the Pentagon has how many fucking cameras? Mm-hmm. There's gas stations, hotels, all these other places that have security cameras that were all had that part of the building in view be it far away or close and all their things were obtained like later that day right and nobody has ever seen anything ever since why yeah to me that that if, if it's an actual plane don't you think you'd release that just to prove your fucking point that the official story is actually true point is it's not true this is why you don't allow people to see it right what's so hard if we see the building or we see the planes crash into the buildings why can't we see the plane crash we saw that shit on live tv all you got to do <laughs> yeah exactly so what's so bad about showing us and the plane doesn't move so fast that uh recording how many frames per second when the official video the right. only one that's ever been released it's nothing 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 whole yep well, there's obviously shit edited there, and it's clear there's shit edited, but you should see a portion of a fucking plane hitting it. Point is, it wasn't a plane, and they, that's why yeah. they have to... So, if there's no plane there, yet people, which I know when you're investigating a case and in trials and all that, eyewitness testimony is the worst, is mm-hmm. what they claim. There's tons of eyewitnesses say, plane was coming and flew right over top of the Pentagon and on. Okay, so if that plane, that passenger plane, had people on it, the official story says that plane crashed into the Pentagon, yet 
The wreckage shows no indication of a plane crashing. There's no wreckage of a plane, and the hole doesn't indicate that was a plane. Right. So where the fuck did that plane go, and how come those people aren't alive now? So, that means that plane had to have gone somewhere else, landed somewhere, and then what? They just shot them all? They fucking uh, released gas within the plane, and they all just died that way, and then what they do? Just take these people, put them in a fucking pile, and burn them? Like, what happened to these people? Or did they, I mean, I want to know that. They or buried did nobody get on that fucking plane? Did nobody get on that plane? It was a CIA pilot, flew that plane over, landed wherever. They repainted everything, read serial numbered it. Or, or not even, it, well, they had to re-serial or they just destroyed the plane. Mm-hmm. Because the official story says that plane crashed. So you'd obviously, new tail number, new whatever, and nobody got on that plane. So, every- Do you have the video of that? Can we look at that? Well, we have to look for it. I don't think I've seen it in a long time. I don't think you're going to find it. That's the thing. I don't think it exists, and if it is, it's one of those fake fucking videos. No, not, not of the missile, just of the the Pentagon the one you were talking about, nothing, nothing, Pentagon. and then... Let's see here. Should we watch this? Rare footage Pentagon 9-11 surveillance camera video impact crash 9-11. Here's the one that I was talking about. Let's just pull this one up and see. Make sure it's not. Alright, so... Nothing, 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 nothing... Eventually, it's just going to be a fucking hole. There's no audio here. Really fucking slow. Yeah, it is. There's a cop car driving by. Oh, there's your explosion. All right, so let's go to the cop car. We'll go one minute into the video because nothing happens. And see, now you see, I don't know how fast this cop car is going, but it's it's frame by frame by frame. But I think they slowed this video down. Yeah. Is what it is. That cop car is probably going 20, 30 miles an hour. What the fuck was that that came in over there and then stopped? I didn't see it. I was watching. Oh, those are other cars. And they see nothing. And then it's fucking boom. Yeah. Where did you see? Where? Oh, on the right-hand side over there? Yeah, there's something up here. here. Yeah, there's something there, but... Right there. I thought that was something. See that? Yeah. But... (laughs) You would see a plane. I'm sorry, you would see a fucking plane. But see, here's the thing. This video doesn't even show anything flying over top. Right. But this is a horrible angle. Mm -hmm. And this is supposedly the only one. The only fucking released video. And then it's just smoke after this. Okay. Now let's go. Let's go this one. I, I don't. Know, I don't know what you want me to search for the one you're talking about. The Pentagon is the most guarded building on Earth. There are more CCTV cameras covering this building than any other building on the planet. Yet the government won't release any videos showing a Boeing 757 hitting the Pentagon 9/11. The following images are the only ones released to the public. None of them show a Boeing 757. That is a different angle. It's down the road a little bit from where we were. 
Oh yeah, maybe that's the one with the missile. You see like the white streak there? At a hotel in Arlington, Virginia. It shows the explosion that followed the crash of American Airlines Flight 77 into the Pentagon, but the video does not show the airplane. The video's existence was disclosed in 2002. The hotel manager says it was confiscated by the FBI. It was just publicly released as the result of a lawsuit. So, what I want to know is, and I'm sure we could get this information, but what we'll do with it, we'll probably get nowhere because I'm sure people have fucking already tried this, but I'll just bring it to light here. The That flight, whatever flight that was, I want the manifest, I want those names, and I want to see that those people, actually, I want to talk to those family members of those people and see, like... Was is this an actual person, or was this manifest complete bullshit? Yeah. Bullshit names that actually tie back to no known people, right. or people that died a hundred fucking years ago, or if these people were on that plane. Like you know what I mean? It, to me, it just doesn't make sense. And then we're also saying, so if a plane, a passenger plane, flew over top, which is what a lot of like, that's one theory. Was that passenger plane equipped to shoot a missile? Because that takes some fucking... Serious adaptions. Yeah. And then, or was there two planes? Because I've never heard any witnesses say they saw two planes flying over the Pentagon. And none of them say it was a fucking fighter jet. They all say it was a passenger plane. So right. Well, we can we can shoot a... The fuck is that missile that we can shoot? It was in... Uh, Hellfire? I, yeah, Hellfire. It could be a Hellfire missile. There's not going to be a plane. That's true. We had that back then. I'm positive. You know why wouldn't it just be? Well, here's the thing. The reason I don't think, well, I I I would be willing to bet my life, my kids' life, everybody close to me's life. Sorry, Dave, you're close to me. I would be willing to bet all of our lives. No plane hit the Pentagon that day. Yeah, because even in that picture there, you can't see a fucking plane. Well, there's no wreckage indicating a plane. Right. Even if you look at the, like. Nothing indicates there's a fucking plane there. There's, no. You'd think if a plane hit... A plane's a big-ass fucking plane. Look at all the other plane crashes you've ever seen. There's always something. Yeah. There's wings. Yeah. Uh, Tails. Yeah. The nose. There's shit of a plane. Fucking seats. There's no remnants of a fucking plane. No. And why, of all the four planes, is there no black box found? That's Yeah, that's another thing. How is this possible? I think well, they, I know, their official they, story is it's buried in the rubble. In, Pen- in Pennsylvania. That's, oh, that's the only one I they think found. that's one. It's, yeah. Well, no, I didn't they remember? Remember this? I think we talked about this, I don't know what episode it was. It might have been the, the uh, Judy Wood, Where the Towers Go episode, where it's rumored that, or maybe this was something else that I read separately, preparing for this. They found, like, after so many days of the crash in New York, after the buildings fell and all this shit, they were cleaning up. It happened, like, in the middle of the night, one of these um, volunteers found one of the black boxes, which is a giant, or a big orange fucking box. They found it under under all this rubble. 
someone from the FBI came, took it, and then it was never seen again after that. Really? I never heard that. Yeah. Let's see. Trying to figure out what I can Google. Well, that's not it. Here's the thing. Just type uh, black box in 9-11. Uh, oh, it was the firefighters. Let's see here. I don't know. It, it does seem like this was the one. It was the firefighters that found them. They told them the FBI came, took them, but then they were never fucking, like, that information was never released. Yeah, analyzed by the NTSB and then concealed by FBI. Yeah, and not released since. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't you release that? So they 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 found them, they acquired them, never released them. I mean... I don't All four of the devices recovered from the two planes that hit the Pentagon, and that two planes hit the Pentagon, and that oh the, the one that hit the Pentagon, the one that crashed in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the one that hit the Pentagon, the FBI reports that the flight data recorder survived and had recoverable information, but the voice recorder was allegedly too damaged to provide any record. Uh-huh. In the case of United Airlines Flight 93, which hit the ground, the situation was reversed. The voice recorder survived, but the flight data box was allegedly damaged beyond recovery. Here's I thought thing. those things were, like, impenetrable. Well, you can't break them. They, they what I was just going to say, if they're built to withstand 30 minutes of 1,800-degree heat, they're built to be able to crash and mm-hmm. still be able to get information because that's the whole point of them. Yeah, that's why they're there. To yeah. find out what... What the fuck happened. Yeah. yeah. Let's go down a little bit. So right? something... So they, they were able to get damaged. So... I don't know. I, th- that's the thing. That's such a... To me, that's a bullshit story. That's a bullshit cover story. Because what's on those fucking tapes is is something that we can't know because that would implicate... Groups or people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm moving too fast. No, you're, you're I, I finished that one. This. Yeah, I was reading the one about the 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 two firemen that found the the three of the four but like boxes. Basically, it said that they found two firemen. Said they found three of the four black boxes. The FBI immediately confiscated them and ordered them not to talk about it. The right. FBI denies said things, and then the director of the NTSB said it's unheard of that they don't find black boxes in crashes. But then again, in his scapegoat, it's unheard of and not natural for buildings to fly or planes to fly into buildings. Also, so this may be extenuating circumstances that we won't find them. Right. So they're covering for the fucking FBI. They've got them. Well, they have to. They've got I them. I mean, think about how many people would be uh, implicated and sh- should right. go to prison, basically, for being part of this conspiracy. Right. And, okay, so, now, I don't know if you've heard this, but, like, supposedly Seth MacFarlane, creator family guy, was supposed to be on one of those planes that ended up hitting 
I believe, one of the towers. Really? But no. he overslept that morning. I did hear that, didn't actually. Didn't make the flight. Flight took off. Okay. Now, those people, let's say they're on the plane, crash into the tower, dead, whatever. Is it possible that nobody actually, like, I don't know, and maybe this is a, a moot point because it doesn't really matter because either way these people fucking died. Either they got on the plane and crashed into this building, or would it be easier to remote control a plane that has no passengers on it and fly it into a building and then just execute all these people separately? Because if there are people on the plane, you have the possibility that they are could fight back. Mm -hmm. Or if it's remote controlled, like try and get into the cockpit to disable it or or something. something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, (sighs) that's possible. And like the whole flight ninety three, the one that crashed into uh, Pennsylvania. That could just be a dream, a pipe dream for the Americans to say, oh, look, at least some of us, and I'm not trying to take away from them, and if it happened, cool, I'm not trying to knock them, and, you know, whatever. But let's just say that didn't actually happen. It's just a narrative. You know, well, we got one of the four planes back. You know, we did what we could. Right. You know, that way, because that happened, that was the last one that crashed, right? So the first two go, and we're, you know, country's all freaked out, and, oh, my God, we're under attack, and we can't do anything, we can't do anything, bam, the Pentagon goes, and then, bam, oh, well, okay, well, at least we, we, we fought these guys, and we overtook them. That could all be total bullshit. Yeah, but you they know. didn't, they still crashed. It wasn't like they, they right. regained the plane. Right, the plane no. was still fucking, right. but they tried. They tried. I guess is the point. Yeah, and so... They're still, they're still cons- considered to be heroes for taking right. that plane back. But maybe that didn't actually but was, happen. Yeah, was, yeah, so, yeah, was that all bullshit, too? Was saying. there nobody on that fucking plane? Were these... That's the, the lady, thing. the wife... So then, you know, would that, it be easier... Let's say, once again, we're going to use the CIA as the scapegoat here mm-hmm, behind mm-hmm. this whole thing, just for our trying to figure this out. Let's say you have these four planes... or I'm going to go three planes, because we're going to say... The Pentagon was not a plane, it was a missile. Yep, we're going to just stop talking about the Pentagon. Yep. The two planes that hit the towers. The, the towers, nobody was on those planes, remote controlled, 100%. Third plane in Pennsylvania, nobody on these planes. But people did get on planes that were supposedly these flights or whatever. At some point, were they, were they on the planes they actually got rerouted separately. I mean, and we're going for a stretch here, but... Mm-hmm. So they had, let's just say, because I don't think it's completely impossible to do this. I don't know the technology, but it seems like you could pretty much do anything if you had enough power and people in the right positions that you could have two planes with the exact same IDs coming up on a radar screen not at the exact same time, but like one flying. So, like a plane takes off, people on it. It's flying in a certain direction, and then they position another plane about the same spot. If you line up just and and I in that book, um, what's the I compromise? Compromise. That book I read. Um, they did this. These two pilots that were uh, running drugs and shit, they would they would be flying in, like so. There'd be one guy he would be flying in, 
An, uh, another guy in the same, there's smaller planes, but if mm. you do it with smaller planes, you do it with big planes too. Um, based on the radar, if, if one would be flying, the other one would slip in uh, because they would only check in ever so many seconds right. or minutes or whatever. So one would be going, they would check in with the tower or whatever. Another plane would slip in just underneath it or just above it. I can't remember which one. Underneath. But the, and when it re tagged, it's still tagging the original plane that's there, even though there's two planes literally flying real close to each other, one on one above the other, mm-hmm. and there's two planes flying in. One would have these drugs, and would and once they got clearance from the the tower wherever they're you know going, one would veer off then, and the other one would would continue in between. That so it was kind of like I forget what the reasoning was for doing this, but because we read that book so long ago, or I did. Uh, but the point is they could do it where two planes could sneak into an area with ra- without radar detecting both planes, just one plane. Mm-hmm. And and then split off. Because basically to... Oh, hide fuck, I forget. Hide the fact that they're it, was, it was to hide the fact because one was not supposed to be there and the other one was a diversion, basically. Decoy, yeah. So let's just say... Hypothetically, you did this. Mm-hmm. The remote control plane would continue on to crash into this thing. These other planes would basically blip off radar, or then, or you know, they'd be a different tail number or something like that, or a different number. They would go on and land somewhere else. But then those people that were linked to, you know what I mean? Or, or mm-hmm. I see. I don't know. It's so fucking weird because. Well, it's all with a transponder unit that they have. So let's say, because it's all computers and you can hack computers, let's say they both are, we'll say, plane A. So there's plane A and plane B, but they both have plane A transponder. Plane A with the passengers is flying on top. Plane B comes underneath it with the same transponder number. At the exact time they synchronize their watches, they both flip one the A flips off their transponder, B flips on their transponder. Therefore, plane plane A disappears. Plane B shows up now as plane A. They have no passengers. They're remote controlled. Plane A then with the passengers goes somewhere else and kills everybody. Plane B then goes. That's right. how you could do it. So you'd take that other plane. You'd go land it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Then wouldn't you just execute everybody on that plane? Because you have to have. Here's the thing. Those people had to have died. But you would want them dead without a struggle. Mm-hmm. And they have to be dead. But see, that I mean, to me, that almost seems like too big of a task. Would it be easier to just fly a fucking plane with them and convince these hijackers to kill themselves flying into a plane? It's not impossible because there's these crazy fuckers from... Suicide bombers all the time. Yeah, the yeah. suicide bombers that actually kill themselves all the time. So, but what I'm con- trying to figure out is why would you risk that knowing that people will fight back or thinking that people might fight back? Because I think it's human nature. You see something... You have flight or fight, man. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, even... That was, wasn't a common thing then. Not only that, but they have no idea who these passengers are. They don't know if they're cops, marines, army soldiers, you know, or there's a bunch of fucking retards, you know what I mean? They don't know who's on the plane. Right. Um, so I, I think it would be easier, it's a better controlled environment if they do it that way and kill the people. And what they could very easily do with the plane, A, blow it up somewhere remote where no one's going to find it, or B, put it in an ocean. There's so much shit in the oceans. You know what I mean? Um, I, I honestly think that what probably happened is they landed it on an Air Force base somewhere. 
unbe like a a secret one where it's probably CIA controlled or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just land the plane and then gas it. Like within sides, everybody just dies. It's like doors are locked, what are you gonna do? Everybody's gas, everybody dies, they dispose of everybody on it, and the plane gets reused. It gets a new tail number, new new numbers, new serial everything, and it's probably still flying today. It's very possible. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you would never fucking know. Right. Like I know it's a stretch, mm-hmm. but to me, it seems like you wouldn't want people to, f- you wouldn't want the struggle piece of the thing. Mm-hmm. The Pennsylvania thing, once again, same deal, but you you build the backstory that people on the flight fought back, and they almost overtook it, and then it, it, it crashed or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, it gives the, the whole, well, we tried, we're, there's some heroes here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think that's all it is. I think it's a a, a a hope piece, a hope story. You know what I mean? Right. Even though it still ended up the same way. Right. But it's, a, it's kind of a feel-good piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of us being completely destroyed and be like, well, four planes got taken over. We did absolutely fucking jackass shit. We did nothing. Right. But then they're like, oh, at least that one, we fought back, and that one didn't crash into Chicago buildings. Right. Yay, us. We did something. You know what I mean? I think that's all it is, honestly. Right. And I'm not trying to knock the people, and I feel bad for people that if they, they did die or whatever, but well, I don't, I do I don't think, think it's... And obviously, the people in the trade towers that didn't get out... See, I have questions on that, too. Is it... I mean, obviously, anybody that was above... The plane crashes. There's no way they got out unless they jumped. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you survived that jump. People below that... Okay, so we know people died that day. We have mm-hmm. to, You have to assume to right. some extent. Right. Did Do we think the amount of people that they claim died actually died that day? Or do we think those numbers are inflated to some extent to make it seem... I think it's inflated to sell the narrative to go that to it was war. A little bit worse than it was, even though it may have, may have only been. But see, and this is the piece I want to know. So they have a list of all these names, people that supposedly died that day. Can we tie these people back to actual families that these families never saw that person ever again? You have to assume so, or they wouldn't publish the name, or. They're made up names, and no one's going to say anything. Is is that could could that be like? Could it be that these people that are died, nobody's ever really looked into? Does John Smith, this particular John Smith, does he have a fucking family, or is it just a name that mm-hmm. they've just made up? Like, so you'd go there and say, "Oh yeah, Betty Jones." Well, let's talk to Betty Jones' family. Did Betty Jones ever like have you? Well, there is no fa- like you know what I mean. Let's tie right. this person to somebody. Yeah, let's do to the history a fucking find family. Out, right, to all well, look, of them. Look, Betty Jones died in eighteen oh four. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and not to because this is that kind of statement that I just made that questionable thing to the families of people that lost somebody that they physically know. Well, my husband never came home that day because he works in that tower. Okay, so maybe he was one that died or. So and so of my family, your uncle's assistant or whatever, got on that plane and died. Okay, so we know certain people were actually either in the plane or were killed separately. Right. 
but that only accounts for so many that we can verify. Can we actually verify all 2,300 or 3,200, whatever it is? I don't think so. I bet you if you went and looked into it, I don't know if that's been done, but I have a funny feeling if you did, you wouldn't be able to find whatever, let's just say, how many fucking people, how many people died? I want to know. We've talked about it, I can't remember, though. I want to say like 3,400. Got many too many. Yeah. Two thousand nine hundred ninety-six people. Okay, so uh, twenty-six oh six in the World Trade Center and in the surrounding area. Okay, so just in New York alone, twenty-six oh six. Okay. Okay. Of those twenty-six oh six, can we pinpoint two thousand six hundred six? families that can say to this point in time that someone in their family that they know worked or in or around downtown in the trade centers or whatever died that day. They never heard from them again. I bet you we couldn't find 2,000 of those families. And here's the thing. You would never know because there's no way how many of them didn't have names. Right. That's what the people they supposedly found in the wreckage. Mm Mm-hmm. To me, I don't think that has ever been done. They've never tied these people to social security numbers and families verifying that, yes, this person never came home after that day. You can come up with a bunch of fucking bullshit names. Look how many times you can, you know, if you come in, you don't need an ID to vote. You can vote literally 20 times if you have other people's names of dead people. That You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why they don't require ID to vote, which... That's a whole different think tank. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you just... So what I'm saying is, why couldn't they just put a bunch of bullshit names there? Obviously, yes, people did die that day, and those people can be tied back, but can all 2,606 be tied back to something? No. I'm I'm willing to bet no. I'm willing to bet over 50% can't be tied back. I'd even go 80%. You think it's that high? Oh, yeah. I think at least 2,000 of them can't be tied back. I bet you the 600, I'll go with 600, can be tied back to actual family members. Is there ever, can you actually find a list of all the names? There's got to be. There has to be. And I do think a lot of those, list of victims. Yeah, but names on the memorial. That's from Fox. I don't believe Fox. Well, we'll click sure. on na- uh, names on the memorial. Yeah, I mean they have a giant fucking memorial with yeah. all these fucking names. There's oh, so they North Tower, South Tower. So all these fucking names. I mean, this would be mind-numbing to go through, but they have them listed by last name. They're through the alphabet. Their last name and their and a- their age. So Jane S. Betty is nine years old. Or is that the floor they were on? Mm, yeah, it could be the... Yeah, because the S and N is south and north. It, I'd have to bet it's the floor. Okay. I Fuck was what a nine-year-old be doing. I, that's, and there was a three-year-old. Oh, there's, that's, an, there's, there's an eight. There's a one? Yeah, it's got to be the floor. Okay, if you're on the first floor, why the fuck are you dead? 
mm-hmm. sorry, but you had plenty of fucking time. Or were you on the wrong floor chit-chatting that day? N- not to sh- shit on that. Yeah. Clearly female, but... A lot of these are from lower floor numbers, too. Look, there's another four, there's a 13, a 1, a 2, a 3. Yeah, these got to be the floors. Yeah. So, yes, there is a list, but have they gone down and connected all these people to families? Like, if I, if I went and looked up Wendy Faulkner, who worked in the South Tower on floor 61, if I searched all the Faulkners in the United States, could I find that person and connect it to a family who says, Wendy Faulkner never came home? You got a John G. and a John W. Farrell. Two different towers, three, two floors apart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean... To me, I don't. I don't think you can connect all these people back to families. I want to see families of every single one of these people. <laughs> You're, it, it's impossible. I guarantee you, it can't be done. I just don't think it can be done. Look up your last name and my last name. See if there's anybody. Just curious. I'm sure there's a block. It's a pretty fucking common name, Dave. Well, maybe you died in the... That's, that's what I wanted to look at. Oh, went too fucking far. B... Oh, went too far again. B-L-O... Nope. Wow. No blocks. All right. Now, don't say anything, but I'll look up my real last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dick face. In my oh, last name. <laughs> I said don't say my real oh, last sorry, name. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I got to go up. Uh, nope. Nope. So, I'm sure there's a fuck ton of your fake names. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, hmm. Anyways, that's beside the point. So now, another thing. What about all these reports of people that were, like, um, different senators, people in high government positions or whatever, that were passed unclear of exact information, but information to... Do not travel on September 11th, 2001. Like, a day or a week in advance, they were told, just don't travel on 9-11. Like, they were kind of, they somebody told them, sent an email from somebody else. What about all this? Like, uh, so, clearly there was knowledge This that, is the first time hearing of that. Oh, dude. Really? Yeah. Well, let me pull this up and I'll show you. Blow my mind. Okay, well, let me show you, Dave. Um, so there's basically what there's a there's a ton of like. Oh, let's see here. What can I find? The um. Oh, I guess we can start with insider trading. There was okay. um people within the um. I don't know, maybe I should just read some of these. Um, <laughs> the Times reported on September 18th that investigations were underway into the unusually large numbers of shares in insurance companies and airlines sold out before the attack in the UK, Italy, Germany, Japan, Switzerland, France, and the US. 
News accounts in the weeks that follow reported a notable pattern of trading in the options of United and American Airlines as well as Morgan Stanley and other market activity. An article published in the Journal of Business in 2006 provides statistical evidence of unusual put option market activity days before 9-11. Examination of the option trading leading up to September 11th reveals that there was an unusually high level of put buying. This finding is consistent with informed investors having traded options before the attacks. In a statement to the 9-11 Commission in 2003, Mindy Kleinberg of the 9-11 Family Steering Committee said, Never before in the Chicago Exchange were such large amounts of United and American Airlines options traded. These investors netted a profit of at least $5 million after September 11th attacks. And interestingly, the names of the investors remained undisclosed, undisclosed and the $5 million remains unclaimed in the Chicago Exchange account. Now was as of when? 2003? Yeah. Uh, regarding these trades, the 9-11 Commission found no malfeasance. How? Fucking idiots. A single U.S.-based institutional investor with no conceivable ties to Al-Qaeda purchased 95% of the UAL puts on September 6th as part of a trading strategy that also included buying 115,000 shares of American on September 10th. Much of the seemingly suspicious trading in American on September 10th was traced to a specific U.S.-based options trading newsletter faxed to its subscribers on Sunday, September 9th that recommended these trades. Um... There's tons of intelligence warnings. Let's see. Um, during the spring and summer of 2001, U.S. intelligence agencies received a stream of warnings about an attack Al-Qaeda planned. As one report puts it, something very, very, very big. That's in quotes. Director of Central Intelligence George Tenet told uh, us the system was blinking red. Also in quotes. The U.S. administration, CIA, and FBI received multiple prior warnings from foreign governments and intelligence services, including France, Germany, the U.K., Israel, Jordan, Afghanistan, Egypt, Morocco, and Russia. The warnings varied in their level of detail, but all stated that they believed an al-Qaeda attack inside the United States was imminent. British Member of Parliament Michael Meacher cites these warnings, suggesting that some of them must have been deliberately ignored. Some of these warnings include the following. March 2001, Italian intelligence warns of an Al-Qaeda plot in the United States involving a massive strike involving aircraft based on their wiretap of Al-Qaeda cell in Milan. July 2001, Jordanian intelligence told U.S. officials that Al-Qaeda was planning an attack on American soil, and Egyptian intelligence warned the CIA that 20 Al-Qaeda jihadists were in the United States and that four of them were receiving flight training. August 2001, the Israeli Mossad gives the CIA a list of 19 terrorists living in the U.S. and say that they appear to be planning to carry out an attack in the near future. So they give 19. Uh, the so Egyptian gave 20. Yeah, they went away. Also in August 2001, the United Kingdom is warned three times of an imminent Al-Qaeda attack in the United States, the third specific specifying multiple airplane hijackings. According to the Sunday Herald, the report is passed on to President Bush a short time later. September 2001, Egyptian intelligence warns American officials that al-Qaeda is in the advanced stages of executing a significant operation against an American target, probably within the U.S. So the Egyptians fucking were hooking it up and nothing. Able danger. Uh, This was a um, classified military intelligence program known as Able Danger, was created in October 1999, specifically targeting Al-Qaeda. Yeah, they didn't do very good. Um, 
the existence of Able Danger and its purported early identification of the 9-11 terrorists was first disclosed publicly on June 19, 2005. On June 27, 2005, Weldon stated to the House, uh, Mr. Speaker, I rise because information has come to my attention over the past several months that, that is very disturbing. I have learned that, in fact, one of our federal agencies had, in fact, identified the major New York cell of Mohammed Atta prior to 9-11, and I have learned, Mr. Speaker, that in September 2000, that federal agency actually was prepared to bring the FBI in and prepared to work with the FBI to take down the cell that Mohammed Atta was involved in in New York City, along with two of, two of the other terrorists. I have also learned, Mr. Speaker, that when that recommendation was discussed within the federal agency, the lawyers of the, in the administration at that time said, you cannot pursue contact with the FBI against that cell. Mohammed Atta is in the U.S. on a green card, and we are fearful of the fallout from the Waco incident, so we did not allow that federal agency to proceed. What the fuck does Waco have anything to do with that? Because, I don't know. That whole Waco thing is connected to uh, the Clintons. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I knew that. We had talked about that it's before. got to be something with, I don't know, dude. Honestly, that's the first time I've read anything about that. So that might be something else we look into at some point. Um, numerous whistleblowers and officials have surfaced claiming that there was a deliberative effort from high-ranking officials to prevent investigations into Al-Qaeda. Uh, I've heard that Al-Qaeda was actually uh, created... Uh, I just heard this not that long ago. Honestly, it's probably like within... This is old information, but it was something I had come across that those early al-qaeda videos showing all these fucking guys like training and shit with their Mm -hmm. their shit yeah they put out a casting call in like one of these like fucking middle eastern countries saying show up on this day at this time in your like like your your best like garb for like one of these things bring your gun unloaded obviously and we're going to film this like training video and what it was is that they're doing the monkey bars and all this shit with their guns strapped to them and all this shit it was filmed by once again we'll use the cia filmed this thing then released it as though it was coming from bin laden as that was his army so that al-qaeda was actually a fucking cia creation to give us an enemy Mm -hmm. this was this was prior to the September 11th attacks. Wow. Uh, I had heard that before, but I didn't know it before 9-11. I yeah. just heard that we created it. It's pretty fucking crazy. It was, and then CIA. they just renamed Al-Qaeda to ISIS because people were over Al-Qaeda after 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So now we have ISIS, which is also created and funded by Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Right. Allegedly. Uh, no, no, it's true. Um <laughs> The other Hello, thing, secret service. Uh, we we wanted to look at was this. Uh, yeah, yeah people hey. that should have avoided or people that avoided death on nine eleven. There's something that um, over three hundred fifty passengers canceled their reservations on flights that wow. day. Uh, well, let's. I mean, we can talk about that if we want to. But there's ten famous people who avoided death on nine eleven. Shall we go through the list? Yes. So these are ten famous people that uh, avoided. I don't think some of these names are that recognizable, but we shall see. So I think I've been through this list before. Have you? Yeah, dude. I mean, do you know Larry Silverstein? No. Did not think so. 
He's a wealthy property owner and developer who held the lease on the World Trade Center properties, was due to work that morning of September 11, 2001 in the temporary offices of his company, Silverstein Properties, on the 88th floor of the North Tower, but he had a, he had a problem. He had a dermatologist appointment that morning, too. According to Silverstein, uh, his wife laid down the law and told him he could not miss the doctor's appointment. Therefore, Silverstein was not at the World Trade Center when the planes hit. Interesting. Uh, okay. Never heard of him. Michael Lamonica. You know him? Nope. Had one of the best jobs in the World Trade Center as head chef for Windows on the World at the famous World Trade Center located on the 106th and 107th floors of the building. On the morning of September 11, 2001, he was headed, heading up to his office at Windows on the World at around 8.15 a.m. when he made a decision. He had an appointment to get his glasses repaired at noon at the Lens Crafters, located in the lobby of World Trade Center Building 1, but decided to stop to see if he could get his glasses repaired earlier. This delay of about 30 minutes probably saved his life as he left to start going up the floors 106-107. He heard a rumble in the lobby. It was a feeling like I've never felt before. He remembers, I couldn't really hear anything, but this rumble was unusual. Later, I would realize it was the impact of the first plane. Wow. Gwyneth Paltrow. GP. We know her. Actress Gwyneth Paltrow did not herself narrowly survive being killed in the attack September 11, 2001, but a chance meeting between Paltrow and a total stranger, Lara Lundstrom Clark, probably saved Clark. Oh, see, this is a fucking stretch now. Uh, both had been exercising that morning, Paltrow taking in an early yoga class, Clark rollerblading along the Hudson. While Clark was crossing in the middle of a West Village street in New York, Paltrow was driving in her silver Mercedes SUV. Suddenly, Clark looked over and realized who was in the SUV. Clark and Paltrow each stopped, and the two of them exchanged greetings. This small delay made Clark miss her train to the World Trade Center Building 2, where she worked on the 77th floor. At the time, Clark recalled being excited to tell her co-workers who she had just seen. She caught the next train and stepped off the platform just in time to see the first plane fly into, the, into Tower 1. Wow, it skipped down to seven? That's crazy. Oh, I guess we are on. How are we on seven? Yeah. Or are we going backwards? We're going down. Yeah, we're, we're going down. backwards. We're going down. My bad. Uh, Grammy Award winning singer Patty Austin, I've never heard of her, was booked on United Flight 93 on September 11, 2001 from Boston to San Francisco. However, she had to change the flight to a day earlier because her mother had a stroke. Therefore, she was moved from performing the second night of the Michael Jackson tribute concert in New York City to the first night. That's what saved my life, Austin recalls. Good for her. Julie Stauffer. Sound familiar? Nope. She doesn't even look familiar. Website's really fucking slow. In 2000, Julie Stauffer was a cast member on MTV's reality television series, The Real World New Orleans. Oh, boy. Um... She was the first Mormon featured on The Real World. Growing up a strict Mormon, she was not allowed to watch MTV and had to watch... Okay. Who gives a fuck? Why don't no you, shit. Well, That's if you had to give that much back information on who the fuck she was, she's not that fucking famous. Right. On the morning of September 11th, Stomper was booked on American Airlines Flight 11 from Boston to L.A., but due to a fight with her boyfriend, Stomper missed the flight. Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower. Okay. Way to go, boyfriend. Bet they're back together now. Bet they're not. <laughs> He saved her life. That guy saved her life. She had a that guy's fucking nose. Head. He's got a penis nose. Whoa. Ian Thorpe, an Australian swimmer who won five Olympic gold medals, but not more than... Mr. Phelps. Mr. Phelps. Most won by any Australian. Still a loser. 
His three gold and two silver medals were uh, the most won by an athlete at the 2000 Summer Olympics. Thorpe has won. Okay. If you got to qualify these fucking people, we should know them. They're not famous otherwise. This yeah. article supposed to be yeah. Thorpe is also a fashion fanatic and as such loves New York City and considers it to be a second home on September 11th. Thorpe was out for a jog and intended to go to the observation deck at the World Trade Center. When he realized he had forgotten his camera, he hailed a cab and asked the cabbie to take him to his hotel so he could get it. He returned to his hotel room and happened to turn on the TV where he saw the hotel at the World Trade Center. I'm sorry. I'm going back to my hotel for my camera. I'm not turning the TV on first. No. Grab my camera and get the fuck on. Some of these people, I think, kind of embellished their story. He just. He was going to do that that day, but he never actually. And he may have forgot his camera, but he didn't. He. I don't know. Jim Pierce was the managing director of New York City-based Aon Corporations. He also happened to be the cousin of President George hmm. W. Bush. Interesting. On September 11, 2001, Pierce was scheduled to attend a business conference on the 105th floor of the South Tower. However, due to the size of the crowd wishing to attend the conference, the location was switched to the Millennium Hotel across the street from WTC and a bigger room. Hmm. Right. And then talks about Barbara Bush. Who gives a fuck about her? Okay, now this person I know. Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark and the Funky Dicks. Actor and former rapper Mark Wahlberg was born and raised near Boston, Massachusetts. He went on to star... Okay. Really. On September 11th, he and some friends were scheduled to fly on American Airlines Flight 11 from Boston to Los Angeles. At the last minute, they changed their plans and decided to charter a plane to Toronto, Canada for a film festival. From Toronto, they flew on to Los Angeles. This near brush with death still haunts his dreams. Wahlberg recalled what might have been had he and his buddies been on that flight. Hmm. That's interesting. I had not heard that. Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of New York, of Duchess of, not New York, the Duchess of York, York, Sarah (laughs) Ferguson was on New York City on September, was in New York City on September 11, 2001. She was in NBC Studios being interviewed by Matt Lauer when the first plane hit. Lauer later recalled he was told by his director that a plane had just hit the World Trade Center and they would be cutting away from the interview with Ferguson. Ferguson's charity Ch- Chances for Children was located on the 101st floor of uh, one World Trade Center. She was scheduled to be in the building with the charity, but she was running late. None of the charity's employees were trapped in the building, but nearly 700 employees of Cancer or Cantor Fitzgerald, the financial firm providing free office space to the Duchess's charity, were killed in the aftermath of the attack. 700 employees of one place. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. And number one, Seth MacFarlane, which we already talked about. Uh, Seth MacFarlane has made millions of... Okay, we know. On September 11th, he was scheduled to return to Los Angeles on American Airlines Flight 11 after being a keynote speaker at his alma mater, the Rhode Island School of Design in Rhode Island. Fortunately for McFarlane, his travel agent told him his flight would leave Logan Airport at 8.15 a.m. When, when it was actually scheduled to depart at 7.45. That doesn't even make sense. I could see 7.15 as opposed to 8.15, but why? Anyways, McFarlane arrived at Boston Logan Airport a few minutes after boarding was stopped on his flight, and he was told he would have to wait for the next flight. An hour later, Flight 11 was flown into the North Tower of the World Trade Center, killing everyone on the plane. McFarlane quickly contacted his parents after the plane at the World Trade Center to tell them he was not on it and was alive. So my problem with that story right there, um, you're supposed to be there, what, an hour at least, minimum? Yeah. He was there minutes 
before it, or minutes after it was supposed to arrive or depart. Yeah. That's bullshit. Just because a celebrity can show up when the fuck he wants. Basically. It's bullshit. And he wasn't even, honestly, at that point in time, he was still not, he had already had family guy brought on, canceled, brought on, and canceled. Yeah, yeah. So he, but he wasn't like, I don't think at that point he was a household Huge guy name. like he is now, yeah. Yeah, it was shortly after that that, I mean, I think family guy had been, I don't remember, it doesn't matter. The point is, you know, whatever. That's crazy. Okay, so what else are we going to talk about with this? Um, so there was clearly prior knowledge. There was tons of people that missed their flight, canceled their flight by chance, whatever. There's there's the two planes that hit the towers. Are we? We're still we're still going to think or believe that. The Judy Wood theory, disintegration, was what caused the towers well, to fall. E- either that, or I'm, I'm I'm a big believer into the controlled demolition. That the way that yeah. those those towers fell down, if you watch any hotel from Vegas getting de- demolished, it's a controlled demolition. They have controlled explosives at the bottom and at the bases and certain key points. Now, to go with that theory, there have been many reports of construction people. Um, in and around both towers, leading to up until the day, weeks before up until the day. Um, so they could be in there planting charges. There was tons of remodeling going on right? Uh, in the months prior to this. Now, mm-hmm. this is one thing I love to argue with people about, because they say, how could you get this many people involved in one thing? Well, I always say compartmentalization. Yep. I don't think a lot of people understand what that is, and even if they did, to, to, to most people, that doesn't make sense. But, here's the thing. If, once again, we'll use the CIA, who is a spy agency, meaning they, they're they able to say, uh, how, how many CIA fronts? They have tons of front companies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they'll start a company called a and B construction, let's just say, or A and B remodeling, or whatever. Right. Or, for the sake of me proving my point, A and B elevator repair, or A and B elevators, let's just say. And this company would be registered through some fucking businessman's name, but it's actually kind of, it's being ran by the CIA. Then, you take agents who are uh, trained and skilled in setting up explosives. Mm -hmm. Now, you bring these, this company gets hired by the owner of the World Trade Center, who just, what was it, weeks, or not even multiple, not even plural, week before the towers were hit and fell, they bought out all these fucking, uh, insurance policies remember that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so obviously this person's in on it oh yeah absolutely um so there's that connection to let's say the cia having prior knowledge putting the cia behind the whole thing they set up the supposed hijackers the planes all this was fucking done you have whoever's in charge of the world trade center this whoever that guy was 
hire A and B elevators to come in and we're going to update the elevators. Now, you have a crew of, say, three CIA guys. They'll also hire actual elevator repair people who will be hired by A and B. They'll get paid. They'll get an actual paycheck. But they have no knowledge they're there specifically to repair or update these elevators. Now, they're part of this team having no knowledge that these, let's say, three other guys are CIA operatives who are there to set up explosives up and down the entire fucking building of the elevator shafts, which would be what they would do for a controlled demolition of a Mm -hmm. building they're going to tear down, like you said, in Vegas. You would do this to both main towers, World Trade Center 7, Mm-hmm. And then wasn't there another building that fell? There was one more that yeah, fell. Yeah, I can't remember the other one. They no, don't talk about it as it much. It was four overall, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you're repairing these elevators, but at the same time, you're setting explosives. But they're not going to know the difference because compartmentalization. Yep. The guys that actually got hired to repair these things need no knowledge of this. The only people that do need knowledge are these people. Now, you'd say, why don't these people talk? Well, the only thing I can really, and, I, and maybe this is a stretch for some people, because a lot of people don't can't fathom that this is possible, but if I have something on you, Dave, mm-hmm. dirt, or if you're getting a hefty paycheck, or you're threatening my family, you are going to do something, and, and, and you also know that if you for one, you're probably pitched. This is f- f- the the bigger picture mm-hmm. of what needs to happen here. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're told this is your job. You will do it. If you don't, you're dead. Your wife's dead. Your kid's dead. Whatever. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, the point is, I could. If there's something that I had on you that I knew you didn't want to come out, or you loved someone, your family, so much that I knew I could control you because you wouldn't want to see that person hurt. Right. But your sister, your mom, your dad, something like that. You have to understand who you're working for here. But you also have to understand these these people are. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know the specific details about it because I'm not in the CIA, so I don't right, know that. Right. But I know they are able to control people by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Well, I think it, it the compartmental part of it, to make it even easier, like dumb it down for people to understand, you work at a factory that makes cars, okay? Each person has their one set to make that car, yeah. right? Now, obviously, you guys know the end result. It's a car. But let's just say that you don't know what you're making. You're just doing your part. There's 100 people working on that line to put that car together. You don't know every single person. Right. You don't know who did what part. You just know it's the end product. That's kind of the generic version of it, if you think about it, right. to make it very dumbed and, down and simple. And with that, so these parts show up. Mm-hmm. You put the part on. You screw it in. Same thing. So these people that, like, let's say it wasn't even CIA operatives placing the explosives. Let's say they hired actual elevator repair guys and gave them these parts saying these are sensors they need to be put at every single floor right they all need to be wired together 
But those actual sensors aren't sensors. It's, they are explosives disguised yeah. as yeah. sensors. They install all these things. Right. They are none the wiser. They're getting a paycheck, which is if it's through A and B elevator, but it's actually funded by the CIA, which there's this exists. I mean, mm-hmm. to think that this doesn't exist. So for the cars, you put this fucking disguised sensor in this car, it's actually a fucking bomb. All these cars go out, and then they all just start blowing up right. wherever. Same thing with this. So when you go to detonate, you could do that with World Trade Center 7. You could do that with the other towers. Now, when you're detonating all this, this whole free energy thing, is is that complete nonsense then? Because we've done the compartmentalization of how you could have. It's clear they were doing something with the elevators, mm-hmm. which are right in the middle of the building, which is where you would want this done, because that's going to collapse inside, and it's that means the building's going to fall inward and straight down. Straight down, yeah. Which is exactly, basically, what happened with every building there. Mm-hmm. It's not like any of them just kind of tipped over. They all fell inward and down. The whole Judy Wood thing is, though, that as they were falling, all this shit just disintegrated, too. So it was just dust. There was debris, but it was not enough for the equivalent of all these buildings. Right. I have a hard time believing, like, if you have a can, right, like a bo- like a can tower, you hit it, it's not going to fall straight down. It's going to go with the motion of where you hit it. You throw a rock at it, it's, and you throw it from right to left, it's going to continue to go right. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to come straight down, you know? Um, well, they're not, I don't... Now, well, if the you, plane didn't, if the plane wasn't going to knock the building over. No, I know. It was I, the heat, is what the right, story says, right. that eventually it collapsed in on itself. But it's still, all those floors, it was such a tall building, isn't going to. I, I understand the big argument is that one floor hits the next, and hits the next, hits the next. But at the same time, you have to consider all these floors are reinforced. The plane hit way high. With the force of these floors, it doesn't matter because. If you have 40 good floors and only, how many floors were there? Like 160 or something. Like Even if you had, no, it wasn't that high. It, it was, was like 104 or something like that. So No, because they were talking about 107 and shit. Yeah, there. but I think that's where we're at. It's not 160. There's a lot, dude. No, dude, you're, you're, I don't know. you're way off. I could be way off, but... Yeah, this is a moot point, but how many floors were the twin towers? Hundred and ten. Okay. Okay. So that was close. The <laughs> the fucking and without getting into this, but one plane hit, you know, in the seventies, and one hit in say the nineties. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is, below where it hit, let's go. Let's jump down twenty stories. You have fifty good floors. 50 bad floors, mm-hmm. let's just say. 50 bad floors falling in on 50 good floors, there should be enough uh, reinforcement there that even if those 50 floors fell on top of it, eventually it should stop. Bec- or you built the building bad. Right, you built it like but shit. supposedly these buildings were built to withstand that. Yep. Uh, the other thing that I've, I've always found interesting was... This plane hit, and granted, I know it's not the same thing. It's not jet fuel and all this. These planes hit. There was fires on these particular floors, and such a high heat that it, it collapsed on itself. Yet there was a some 
super tall building. I think it was in China or something like that. This was only a few years ago. The entire building was on fire. Every fucking floor, from top to bottom, all the way around, never once collapsed. Granted, it wasn't jet fuel that was doing it, but the entire building was on fucking fire. Yeah, it, it eventually went out, and it never collapsed. Like, I, I just don't. It to me, it's not logical. It's it's not plausible, so, dude. And what about all the eyewitnesses that said they heard what nine or ten explosions? Well, there was yeah, because there were several going off at the same time. Right. The 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 people that said they heard one of the fire guys saying World Trade Center seven to pull it, and then shortly after that, it fell. The dumb bitch reporting that the World Trade Center 7 building had collapsed, yet in her live feed behind her, it's still standing. And then 10 minutes later, it actually collapses. Mm-hmm. I, I still I want an explanation on that, that one. one. I didn't know about you that You haven't one. heard that? No. Come on, Dave. No, I didn't hear that one, uh, So, yeah, this reporter is talking about how the World Trade Center 7 building has collapsed, yet it's standing right behind her, still. Um, Let's see. Which is another one of these things of clearly prior knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'll play this one. I don't know how good the audio is. In Washington, there there is a large fire at the Pentagon. The Pentagon has been evacuated. Okay, so basically footage of both towers collapsing. Because everybody, once you have seen building set, there's no way back. At 5.20 p.m., over seven hours after these towers fell, and you can try to the 47-story Salomon Brothers building, a.k.a. World Trade Center 7, collapsed neatly into its you, own footprint. You have seen it, and then there's no way back. It's, very, it's not Hopefully. very well. Remarkably, the BBC reported the collapse before the building actually fell. No, I didn't fell. see that. Many people do. It's simply too painful. Now, more on the latest building collapse in New York. You might have heard a few moments ago, I was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing. And indeed it has. It seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened uh, during uh, this morning's attacks. We'll probably find out more now about that from our correspondent, Jane Stanley. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? Well, only really what you already know. Details are very, very sketchy. As you can see behind me, the uh, Trade Center appears to be still burning. We see these huge clouds of smoke and ash, and we know that behind that there's an empty piece of what was a very familiar New York skyline, a symbol of the financial prosperity of this city, but uh, completely disappeared now, and New York is still unable to take on board what has happened to them today. Presumably there were very few people in the Salomon building when it collapsed. I mean, th- there mm. were, I suppose, fears yeah, of right behind further her. collapses. The video here. kind of yeah. circles it. That's what you would hope, because they don't really know where to turn. Uh, that's the very sad thing. I think there's going to be a lot of very, very traumatized people that, that has hit them very, very hard. Jane, I think many of us, when we heard the news, perhaps on the radio earlier today, were uh, completely flabbergasted by it and, and just couldn't un- comprehend it. I mean, it, was, it almost sounded too far-fetched. 
So um, I was okay. wondering what it felt like for you being in Manhattan. Well, unfortunately, I think we've lost the line with uh, Jane Stanley in Manhattan. Man, I there's so many videos I want to watch now, like that one there. Jane Stanley breaks her silence. Yeah, I think we'll click on that one next. 9-11 firefighter blows World Trade Center cover up wide open. The jumper one, I've already seen all the jumpers. That's now, here we're going to show you a videotape of the collapse itself. Describe that. Now we go to videotape the collapse of this right, So now they're going to show the... This is identical to when buildings are controlled demolition. Amazing, incredible picture word. Too far-fetched. For the third time today, it's reminiscent of those pictures we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed, destroyed by well-placed dynamite to knock it down. She even said it right there. It, it's... Alright, so now we're going to click on BBC's Jane Stanley, who is the chick that was reporting that it had already fallen, even though it's clearly behind her in the live feed. Uh, breaks her silence. Let's see what this is. I'm curious as well. Could be bullshit. Stanley was a world affairs specialist and had just arrived in New York. The BBC quickly found a place to interview her, but she had... What the fuck? Alright, it says on screen, so round about 5pm was the first time, question mark. Um... Jane Stanley, BBC World, makes her first appearance. Stanley now, who's yeah, in really New York quick. this afternoon. Uh, Jane, good afternoon. Um, we can see the smoke still billowing out behind you. Um, what, ha has the mood changed in New York in these seven hours? I don't think it has, really. It went from a very early disbelief as these events unfolded. Position, no communications, no access to information, and that just comes out of left field. Details are very, very sketchy. It was very upsetting about a year ago because of the level of persecution and the virulence in which I was spoken about. And um, it's just very unfortunate that this whole conspiracy, kind of, I think, rather ridiculous situation has grown out of what's really a very small and very honest mistake. Well, unfortunately, I think we've lost the line with uh, Jane Stanley. The BBC says there's a simple explanation for the interview ending abruptly. The satellite feed had an electronic timer, which cut out at quarter past five. Exactly. Firefighters may have been killed and 70 police officers are missing. They were emergency personnel around the building when the towers fell down. So New York in a state of panic and of great grief. After the collapse of the Solomon building, Jane, are the other buildings in that area stable? Mm. Ah. Hello, Jane? Nada. No, I think we've lost Jane Stanley in New York. We'll try and uh, get back to her later. Mm. So they're saying it was just an, a mistake, honest mistake. No, you don't. You don't accidentally mistake the fucking building f having fallen when it's still standing behind you. I know. I know. I mean, no. I'm sorry. It's it's utter bullshit. You can't. Why would you? Here's the thing. You can see two buildings fell. 
Yep. You should only be reporting on the two buildings that fell. fell. Yep. However, come on. Like, to me, that's a, one of the most ridiculous parts of this. If you don't want to believe yeah. anything else that we've said about all the other theories we've got or whatever, that one's hard to fucking explain. I don't know how anybody, even if you buy the official story, can believe that a reporter who is reporting on a third World Trade Center tower having fallen when there's no indication that there's anything wrong with that building mm-hmm. or when it's standing right behind you. Certain information was passed along. However, they jumped the gun on their report. Yep. Just a little too soon. Yeah, I agree. But in the time of we have to be the first ones to get the information out there, which is what news media does, which is why most of it's wrong, because they have to be the first ones to get it out there. Yep, first they got the wire. And, yep. They were probably told, do not report on it until X amount of time, or the email was sent a little too soon. They didn't expect anybody to be in position enough time. By the time they'd get in position, right. it would have fallen. They'd have it all at the exact same time. Maybe somebody even sent the email too soon on accident. Yeah, they got the paperwork says do it at this time. Someone forgot to change, see the time change, and say, "Oh shit, we did or it at our time." They, it was supposed to have already been fallen by that point. That could be too. And they were a little behind on pull it because maybe some, certain people were still in the building. They needed mm-hmm. everybody out. As far yeah. as I know, nobody in WTC seven died. I've never heard anybody. I don't know. So it's only the other two and people that were around the area. Um, okay, so Pentagon was a missile. The two twin towers, we're kind of assuming they were they were wired to detonate within. Mm-hmm. Or the planes were probably remote controlled into the things. We're assuming there's nobody on board, but maybe. I don't think we can argue that here or there. It's pretty clear though that there was detonations within the building. Weeks. Explained how you could do that pretty easily. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's not that difficult to nope. do, especially when you have months in advance to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you have no idea that you're actually installing bombs, how would you know? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all the information that, like the what June, June, July, August, we were getting all that information that oh, there's going to be a terrorist attack. Yeah, because we're the ones spreading that rumor. Yeah, the CIA was. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and in all honesty, I, I use the CIA because I get it, and not just because we're just using them as an example, even though that's what I've said. They were behind most of this, mm-hmm. I, I do believe. Yep, I agree. So, uh, keep in mind though, the CIA not supposed to work within the United States. They have no jurisdiction within the United States, according to their own rules they set up for themselves. They're only supposed to be working. Outside of the United States, it's it's quite fascinating. But here's the thing: they're going to do whatever they want to do because yeah. they are the law. They're basically untouchable. Mm-hmm. I mean, in all honesty, and they have so many covers that they're able to do this. Like, you want to talk about an organization that I don't know. Either way, let's see. Um, I don't know. We're Running fastly out of time, we can maybe do a quick thing here. Um, top forty 
reasons to doubt the official story of September 11th without reading all these things. We'll just fucking um, give you some things. Maybe you can go Google them on your own, listeners. Uh, AWOL Chain of Command. Um, I like number four, War Games. Well, there was Air Defense Failures, Pentagon Strike, War Games. These were those uh, drills that we were talking about. Oh, look at that one, Flight 93. I didn't see that. Flight 93. Um, Did the crash occur at 10.06, according to a seismic report, or 10.03, according to the 9-11 Commission? Hmm. That's interesting. Does the Commission wish to hide what happened in the last three minutes of the flight, and if so, why? Was Flight 93 shot down, as indicated by the scattering of debris over a trail of several miles? And that's interesting. I had heard that before, too. So have I. Um, possible smoking guns. Uh how did cell phones work at 30,000 feet in 2001? How many hijackings were attempted? How many flights were diverted? Uh, there's demolition hypothesis about World Trade Center 7, which we just talked about. Um, what did officials know? How did they know it? We kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, able danger we talked about. Obstruction of FBI investigations prior to 9-11. That's interesting. People can Google that. Basically, all these we're reading, uh, you go to www.911truth.org and you can find this information. Insider trading we talked about. Um, Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden, I don't know how many people know this. Um, he was a part of the CIA. He's being paid by the CIA at one point. I don't know if people know that, but that is to classified information. It's not a conspiracy. It's true. Um, I find that interesting. I mean, you, you can honestly do nine episodes on just yeah. this fucking thing. Yeah. We could do a um, whole year's worth of shit. Let's see here. There's the information about the black boxes found. Mm -hmm. Disappeared then, shortly after that. I don't know if you heard that, but that was the dog. I did. Some sort of noise. I did. I was like, what the fuck was that? Um, Poisoning New York. I did not see no, this. White House known. deliberately pressured the EPA into giving false public assurances that the toxic air at Ground Zero was safe to breathe. Oh, yeah. How many people have died from breathing in all mm -hmm. that shit? Disposing of the crime scene, the rapid and illegal scraping, scrapping of the World Trade Center ruins at Ground Zero disposed of almost all the structural steel indispensable to any investigation of the collapse mechanics. Uh, anthrax. Apparently there was anthrax. Oh, which caused a practical suspension of the 9-11 investigations or traced back to U.S. military stock. Huh. Jesus Christ. Uh, the Stonewall. Colin Powell promised a white paper from the State Department to establish the authorship of the attacks by Al-Qaeda. This was never forthcoming and instead replaced by a paper from Tony Blair which presented only circumstantial evidence with very few points actually relating to September 11th. Um... Bush and Cheney pressured the leadership of the congressional opposition into delaying the 9-11 investigation for months. Hmm. The White House thereupon attempted to appoint Henry Kissinger as the chief investigator and acted to underfund and obstruct the 9-11 commission. Henry Kissinger is one of the worst fucking pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> he's that. We'll do a whole thing on just that guy at some point. I'm down. You have no idea how fucking much shit this guy's involved in. Um, him and George Soros. There's a fucking pair. 
a record of official lies. No one could imagine planes into buildings, a transparent falsehood upheld repeatedly by Rice, Rumsfeld, and Bush. Um, Iraq was connected to 9-11. The most outrageous conspiracy theory of all with the most disastrous impact. CIA misleads FBI about hijackers in U.S. Pakistani connection. Congressional connection. Uh, there's a 9-11 commission. Let's see. September 11th families who fought for and gained an independent investigation posed 400-plus questions, which the 9-11 Commission adopted as its roadmap. The vast majority of these questions were completely ignored in the commission hearings and the final report. Yeah, because they'd fucking right. expose everything, basically, if they actually answered the questions. Honestly, and when you get yourself in such a giant lie, there's no way to answer some of these questions without implicating yourself. Uh, let's see here. Crown witnesses held at undisclosed locations... So these were the alleged masterminds of 9-11. Spitzer Redux. Elliot Spitzer, you remember that name, right? Mm -hmm. Attorney General of New York State snubbed pleas by New York citizens to open 9-11 as a criminal case. Spitzer also refused to allow his employee, former 9-11 Commission staff member Dietrich Snell, to testify to the Congress about his role in keeping able danger entirely out of the 9-11 Commission report. NIST omissions. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, after the destruction of the World Trade Center structural steel, the official Twin Towers collapse investigation was left with almost no forensic evidence and thus could only provide dubious computer models of ultimately unprovable hypothesis. It failed to even test for the possibility of explosions. Uh, radio silence. The 9-11 Commission and NIST both allowed the continuing government of how... Motorola's faulty radios purchased by the Giuliani administration caused firefighter deaths at World Trade Center, once again showing the expendability even of the first responders. Uh, Saudi connections, media blackout of prominent doubters. uh, The list goes on and on. Yeah, and and we've only got through like 20 of these. There's 40. Yeah. Oh, the plundered trillions, the September 10th Donald Rumsfeld announcement where there's missing $2.3 trillion in the next day, that part of the Pentagon was blown up, making mm-hmm. it unable to fucking ever track or figure out what happened. Um, dude, it's just... Oh, the, the Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, CIA, mm-hmm. having created all that, uh, which I kind of... Dude, it's just... It, it never ends. point is, go to 911truth.org and you can find more. There's... Uh, AE911truth.org, which is the uh, architects and engineers. These are people that have fucking knowledge of how to build buildings, and they're saying that's impossible how it fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we could go over these, I mean, the point is, the shit is out there. You go read the declassified 28 pages. It implicates Saudi Arabia. Why is nobody talking about this shit? Everybody wanted these pages released. They got released. Nothing Why is nothing done being with done with yep. them then? Yep. So they released them, and nobody gives a fuck. Because yep. we're so worried covering uh, a goddamn Olympian who makes some bullshit lie. What about your uh, fucking cunt Democratic uh, nominee who lies about everything? Yep. Why isn't she on the fucking front page of every newspaper and every news show about the lies? The point is, it's all a giant fucking lie. It's all being covered up. If you all just keep 
watching Walking Dead and playing Pokemon Go, <laughs> nothing will ever happen. Yep. And you'll all just keep fucking being lied to. Well, who gives a shit? Well, we need to give a shit. It's so ir- irritating. Why the fuck do, is there only so many people that give a fuck about this? It's Good frustrating. Uh, oh, wake up, people. Open your eyes. Do some fucking research. Here's the thing. If everybody does the research and starts asking questions, if everybody just goes on Facebook one day and starts asking questions, you, Dave, you have how many friends on Facebook? You ask the question. Maybe somebody hasn't thought about it in a long time, and then they repost yours, and then they somebody repost. You can literally reach a shit ton of people within a matter of an hour. Yep. And all of a sudden, somebody has to respond to it. This is the kind of shit people need to start doing. They need to start asking questions. Don't yep. just, oh, it's just easier to play Pokemon Go. No, it's not. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Fuck off. It's <laughs> irritating. So, anyways. Do your research. Get informed. Don't be a fucking sheep. Yeah. 9-11. I don't want to say it's an inside job. But it's an inside job. Mm-hmm. In, in some way, somehow, it's an inside job. The whole thing was a sham. Sorry people died that day. Innocent people. But they needed to go to war. They needed to create a war. You, you create the problem. You come in with your fix. And in that fix, you got the Patriot Act. You gained more control over your free people. Mm-hmm. There's your big, big thing. We needed the war to create the Patriot Act to gain more control. So, be looking for another war to be started because... They need that noose a little bit tighter around our necks. Hence, taking guns. Everything. Every fucking regulation. What happened to the government staying out of our business? On a clear and sunny day in the year 2001 Two buildings came tumbling down Blocking out the sun and there you have it. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure more can be said about this topic. I, I don't. I know people will say, oh my God, you're beating to death. It's 15 years ago, yada, yada, yada. But we're still talking about the JFK assassination. I guess what we want is the truth to come out. Uh, I think everybody, maybe not everybody, I don't want to say everybody. Majority of people believe that we're not getting the truth. Because if we were getting the truth, we wouldn't continue to talk about it. Not, not in, in the way that it gets talked about. And I know. Okay, so we're beating a dead horse. We're never going to find out. I disagree that we'll never find out because of the 28 pages. Not, not that that gave us a whole hell of a lot of information, but it, it, it starts to tie shit in. It, eventually, I think everything will come up, including the JFK thing. And I know this wasn't, wasn't about JFK, but... Overall, it's, I don't know. If we don't bring this shit up and we don't keep talking about it, it's going to get forgotten, and that's what they want. They want you to forget about it. They want you to not acknowledge it. They want you to believe the official story and move the fuck on. And I don't think we do all the people that died that day justice by just moving the fuck on. So, uh, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep talking about it. And we'll probably, because uh, it seems like constantly there's more and more stuff. Even... Uh, literally, the, the the day I record, we recorded other podcasts earlier today, and we actually have a connection 
uh, a different angle now into the 9-11 thing, and uh, we'll be discussing uh, that fairly soon here in an upcoming um, episode. So, uh, you've got that to look forward to. It's it's not it's a little bit different angle, uh, and and it's more so a, uh, a discussion about a particular guy, and it's not all about that because he's got a different tie to a whole bunch of other stuff. That that's going to be the main. It's just he'll his knowledge and whatnot will briefly touch on 9/11. So. It's, that's going to be a pretty interesting one, and it's coming up. I don't want to tell you any more about it because uh, we haven't recorded it yet, we're, but we're planning it. We're actually researching the guy now and putting our ducks in a row, and then we shall record that. But this is for 9-11. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it comes out a few days beforehand, but uh, yeah, it's what it is. So if you have any thoughts, concerns, questions, suggestions whatever email me thinktankpod at gmail.com and uh, I shall respond to you I'm very curious of uh, whatever you guys have to say so email me there or tweet at me or follow uh, on twitter at the think tank pod you can do that and obviously uh, before we wrap this uh, little ditty up go check out the airman.com there's a bunch of stuff on there and uh, if you're going to buy stuff on amazon Click the sponsor tab, Amazon banner once again, and also phoenixspiritoils.com, promo code D2R, 10% off, and a free sample. Give someone the bird. Yeah, that'll do it. So, we will see you all next week. Take care.
You've been listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening.